0: Hi, I'm Lana Flatteron, and today I have Karen Tyrone, owner and director of Five Borough Power Yoga, a Baptiste affiliate studio, back again for a second time to talk specifically about her being a yoga studio owner and director, her experience and expertise. So, Karen, welcome. Hi, thanks.
1: (laughs) It's nice to be back.
0: (laughs) I'm so excited to be doing this again with you. Please tell me explain your process on opening your first studio. How did this opportunity decision come about and what were the steps involved to get it open?
1: Yeah. Um, Well, I started practicing yoga in 2005 and then did a, I'm going to say, let's call it a classical yoga teacher training with um, Ankit from, he was teaching at the college of Staten Island. And that kind of, co- I, I did that in 2007 and that kind of got like a bug, like, huh, maybe. It, so with my interest in learning more about the practice that I had been doing. So then in 2009, I went to level one and then I came back from level one, not even wanting to teach more like interested in, in learning the, the process and, um, getting a, a, some insight around, right? Like what yoga really was or what it, what it did for me. And then I got back from level one and my teacher at Shakti Yoga down on uh, Bay Street or Victory Boulevard on Staten Island um, said, do you want to teach? And I don't know where it came from. I'm going to say it came from my heart because my head was a no, but I didn't have a chance to say no because my heart spoke. And I said yes. And then um, I started teaching not only there, but then I started teaching at the JCC. Because my friend Joan, who worked with me at Shakti, recommended me to the JCC. And then um, there was a new studio that had opened on Page Avenue. My friend Lisa had opened Yoga South. And I went over there. And she said, Oh, you're Baptiste. Why don't you teach here? And I was like, Oh my gosh. So I went from not wanting to teach to teaching like eight classes a week. And then um, I didn't really, couldn't really get what I wanted to get like, cause it was no heated yoga studios on Staten Island. No one else was teaching Baptiste yoga. And then it was just started to become clear as after, especially after I went to level two in 2010, like I really needed to open my own studio. If I wanted to create what I wanted to create like community and, um, a specific studio for Baptiste yoga. So then, um, I started looking when I got back from level two in 2010 and, um, I saw this space in Nudo Plaza, which is where the studio is now. And I kept driving by, driving by, driving by, driving. I'm going to say for like almost a year until I finally called them. And the the space stayed open that whole time. Like I was driving by, driving by, driving by. And then um, we signed the lease in early April or March 2010 and then moved in in May of 2011. And that's where it started.
0: So when you say we signed, did you just by yourself? I'm by myself. Oh, okay. and, you know, I speak <laughs> okay. from we because it's,
1: um, I don't, I don't believe it's all me, you know, like, um, we meaning the business five borough power yoga, and also like the connection of you and me creates a, we like, I can't teach yoga to myself, right? There has to be a, you and me. And in that, that becomes a, we, and then to grow, there has to be me and other teachers and me and other teachers in the community so I, I, I just, I don't know, over time, developed a languaging, or when I speak about the studio, it's not an I. Because my, my intention is that the studio would exist whether I was alive or not. Okay. Right? That's so it's just- a creation of we, in that I'm hoping that some form of yoga would continue to, continue to exist from all the we's that are there.
0: That's beautiful. Um, I just heard we, so I just wanted to make sure. sure. So... What were the steps involved? So was the first step you signed the lease? First step I signed the lease. And then what came next?
1: Um, what came next? So the landlord helped me with the... The landlord in Newdrop is very kind and generous and helped me with um, all of the things that I needed. So the flooring they kept and they just polished it. They did the paint for me. Um, I just used colors... Well, so I also have a background in feng shui. I'm a certified feng shui um, practitioner and teacher. So I used um, the bagua, which is the map that we use in feng shui to design the studio colors. And then that kind of aligned with the logo. And then then I hired all my favorite teachers from all over. Because there was no other Baptiste teachers on the island but me. So I hired people from different styles of yoga. So initially the studio wasn't a Baptiste studio. It was, it was another location like others. So I kind of fell into like a trap of like making the studio, like all the other studios, rather than letting it be my own creation. And it took, it took um, visiting teachers, my friend Luca Richards, my friend Sid McNary had come to the studio. Um, I had like a a visit for becoming a Baptiste affiliate and started to get into some inquiry like, well, what do I want and what's not happening? And I noticed like having people from other styles or not that they were bad teachers or anything like that, but people from other styles weren't on board with what I was doing. So a year in, I took everyone off the schedule, but me and um, I had Paulina and Larissa there at the time, who then cultivated into staying on st- coming up on board as baptiste teachers so it was the three of us until we got other teachers trained
0: yes so we did speak some about this a little bit in our uh, last podcast but i really wanted to know right now is like i guess on the business side what were the steps to actually open the studio so you signed the lease Signed the lease bought
1: the props so bolsters mats towels like for straps, buying the props needed for the yoga practices, especially that I knew that there was going to be other styles of yoga there that needed different props, Um, signage, uh, computer, um, cleaning supplies, filing the corporation.
0: So you had to hire an attorney?
1: I used my accountant and okay. an attorney. So I had okay. my attorney look at the lease.
0: So I'm trying to, I'm like a visual person. So I'm trying to think visually. So the steps, so you, you got the lease, you know, the landlord helped you fit, you know, paint it and get it all ready. But you, this Baptiste pro, um, style is heated. So you had to have somebody special to come in to do the heating. No, mm-hmm.
1: I just used the heating system that was already in, um, part of the system. So we used a forced hot air system. And there are some studios that use the, um, the heating panels. I just didn't want to make that investment. And since then, I still have it nine years in, we still don't have the heating panels, although it's something I'm considering now because of COVID.
0: Now, how do people know about your business? Now? No, 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 then like, so like, how did you get to advertise? Were you, did you have a website at that point? I, yes,
1: I had a, a very, li- very limited website. Uh, a friend of mine helped me on and then I wound up hiring, um, Chrissy Carson's from Chris Art Design. She, um, she's still with me. Like, and that's like, I have like that, like people that I feel comfortable with. I just stick with. And, um, Chrissy still works with me. We redesigned the work with the website plus the, um, having uh, the website transfer onto, onto the phone. Okay. So it's, um, easily accessible. And like every once in a while, like I will adjust it or make it work for what's happening. Um, so I, she was part of, not, in it, not like the first month or two, but she came on board rather quickly and helped me. Um, so I had a friend who helped me just get something up that had the schedule and the pricing. And then she came on and tweaked it. And then we've been working together ever since. Initially, I did like Facebook. Um, I was still teaching, right? So I was still teaching at, I wasn't teaching... I was still teaching it. You Can Do It, which was then. So Yoga Sal turned into You could Do It. So I was still teaching it. You Can Do It. I was still teaching at the GCC. Um, I was like a fill-in at Shakti. But then once I gave my notice, I let all my students there know. I gave them flyers. But, but most people will um, stick with what they know and the teachers that they know and the place that they're comfortable with. So it does take a lot to build. It does take a lot to build something. Um, which I didn't. I thought everybody was going to follow me, and that's that was one of the biggest things. Especially now, as we as I teach teacher trainings and we do the business of yoga as part of one of the teacher training weekends, like people don't follow you. Like I just prepare people, like that they don't follow you. Like if you're teaching at a certain place, they're going to stick with the place, and because that's where they know and that's where they feel comfortable. And that's where their membership is. Every once in a while, I'm going to say like maybe like you'll get three to five percent people that will they just have a connection to you. So like I gave all these free passes out, all these invitations to people. A lot of people came to the first night. We had a visiting teacher, my friend, um, Debbie Williamson from Midwest power yoga. She, um, she came and we had like live music practice. I don't even know if there's anybody. I would have to look at the picture, but I don't even know if there's anybody in that picture that still practices with us today, 10 years later.
0: It's, but it's just that the way no, it is. No, because I love your studio. I feel like I've, I've never left you mm. from I met you before the studio. So I'm surprised. So, how much would you think the initial investment was before you opened?
1: Well, with the lease, you had to give like um, at least one month's rent, if not three. I want to say like a month security, maybe two months security and one month rent, and then that go, that gets but like m- maybe
0: the computer and the website and I don't know advertising and I'm going to say probably it cost
1: me like twenty five grand,
0: twenty five thousand,
1: maybe a little less, but somewhere in that ballpark.
0: So like so to go back and I know <laughs> I say I'm a CPA so I want to detail and I'm, I want to make sure I'm, I'm we're covering it all. Because this, I feel like, is important for opening so people know if they ever are considering it. Like, well, it this depends. Is kind I mean, I have, friends
1: I have friends that spend 150000 on opening. Like, I didn't have a build-out. My okay. my landlord took care of that.
0: So, your personal experience, your your expertise. So, it, it was the lease, and it, they the, the landlord took care of the building out of it. And then you had to get a computer or, a, like, a, how about the scheduling? How about people signing up for your classes was that done manually or did you have it on the website already like we didn't, a, a ha- scheduling? We, didn't we
1: didn't have mindbody back then we um, had a card system so I had to use a printer like I had printed flyers printed cards that you would um, like a 10 class card it was like a printed little card that would stay filed in a box because that's how I knew it to be from the studios that I had worked at I didn't even know Mind Body. Okay. It was, it was new. Okay. And then I didn't, I didn't institute mind body. I'm going to say like, till maybe like 2013.
0: So, and like you said, you bought all the props and stuff like that. But is there anything that you could think of now that else you had to buy or an investment? Like I said, we talked about you had to make, incorporate it and you went through your accountant. But um, anything else that maybe we didn't mention?
1: I mean, no. Paint. I don't know if I bought the paint or my landlord did it. Like, I, I really, yeah. I mean, nine but years ago. that was basically, ago. yes,
0: that was basically it, though. Mm-hmm. And you were up and running. I was up and running. And, and advertising. Pub- oh, I had
1: cubbies. And- I bought cubbies. How to put the cubbies together. Bought yes. a desk. No, yeah, that's together. okay.
0: Yeah, that's that's fine. But um, did you have to advertise? How did you advertise? Facebook,
1: word of mouth, flyers. Okay. Yeah, I, I mean, it's, and it's a lot different now because, like, social yeah, media. Yeah, so I want to
0: get into that. Is blown, like, Yeah, so I want to go different. into now. My next question was, so... Uh, You've been in, you've been open nine years plus. Congratulations. Thank you. Yes, that's amazing. And so presently, how do you run manager business from a macro to micro explanation? So, like, big picture, what does it look like from an organizational chart perspective? Do you run the whole studio? Do you outsource? Do you have managers? And in a micro, day to day, week, weekly, monthly, yearly basis.
1: I mean, it's completely different now in the last six months because of COVID. No, so,
0: so say COVID wasn't around. So not mentioning COVID, prior to COVID.
1: Prior to COVID. Um, I don't have a manager. I have um, Maria Brunetti's in charge of the assistants. So she handles the scheduling for the assistants. And um, we also do like a training for the assistants. And Maria, Amanda, Andrea are part of that uh, training for the assistants. Um and I do everything else.
0: So, yeah. I so, have an accountant so that does my like, taxes. So, like, I'm th- like I said, organization tracks. I want to, like, again, visually, big picture. What does it look like? You're at the top. You're managing the whole studio, right? Mm-hmm. You're managing everything. You're not outsourcing anything? Just. Um, no what, managers?
1: Nope. Just okay. the website and okay. accounting. And now do you have,
0: like, top teachers you speak to or you speak to all? Last time you mentioned 15 teachers. You still have 15 teachers? About fifteen mm. teachers. Well, prior, ha- prior I mean, to COVID,
1: <laughs> I have them. Yes. not all of them are
0: working. Okay, like how does it how does it run? How do you how do you run it? So how what does it look like? That is everyone like know like you prepare the schedule once a week. Like you once have a, a meeting. Month. Okay, once a month.
1: <laughs> once a month, I prepare <laughs> the schedule. Like? <laughs> I send it out to the teachers. They give me their um, availability, mm-hmm. and then I send it out to them. Maria handles the scheduling of the assistants. We meet. We usually have team meetings um every quarter. Cause putting the team together is a lot, a lot, um, a lot of work, right? So like not closing the studio. Um we used to do monthly, and then it turned into like quarterly. So like we meet in January, we meet in the spring, we meet in the fall fall. So it's maybe not even, maybe it's three times a year. And then like little get togethers, like I have them all out for a Christmas celebrate or a holiday party, um, something, something in the summer. Like when we do things, um, we do things as a group, non-yoga related. Like, so it's not like conversation about the studio or the schedule or what we're working on. So the team meetings that we have the three times a year, like we have um, different learnings and I'll bring in um, guest teachers to work with them, just to keep um, people fresh and updated on the methodology. And um, huh. even even through like the studio being closed now, we've had, um, I've still done some of that.
0: Oh, that's great. Yeah. I, I, don't even, I don't know any of this, so it's great to know. So so on a monthly basis, when you're doing the planning, are you doing it by yourself? Yes. Okay. What else do you do monthly? Anything else specifically, like with the running the studio?
1: Well, Maria, Maria schedules the cleaning person. <laughs> I just
0: pay her. <laughs> um, so that's I'm saying you're mainly doing it all by yourself. Full time job. Okay. Well, I want to ask you how many hours do you spend a week actually running your place.
1: I don't even, you know, I don't really even calculate that, right? I do all the Facebook. I do all the Instagram. I do um Chrissy handles the website I mean I I asked the I asked the team like do they have any ideas for workshops or and then I put that in like I put their feedback in sometimes I'll ask the community for a survey but I've learned that not to trust people because what I've got present to is people um speak from what they want rather than necessarily what they're going to do I've um, stopped. I've st- I really work with my gut. Sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't, like throwing things to the wall and seeing what sticks and then going from there.
0: So then what does it look like? I'm gonna jump from monthly maybe to daily. like maybe an example could be today or yesterday. Like yesterday was the first of the month. So what does that look like for you? When you wake up, what, like are you checking email right away? Like how, is this, how does your day look?
1: I started with a yoga practice <laughs> and, um, what's Yeah, what time I did, um, 9 a.m. 30 okay. minutes. Today I did ten thirty a.m. 30 minutes. Um, so it really it revolves around my schedule for teaching. Um, everything's done by the first. So for the, so everything for September, it was done a week ago. Mm-hmm. So there's nothing to do. Oh, I just changed the pricing because we made um, monthly for September a little bit less to encourage people to get back to their mat. So I just had to update um, some of the software, like the, the booking software on pricing. And, oh, we changed, we changed, uh, made a slight change. We're having a running and yoga program. So we changed the date on that. So I had to make a, like, small change, but not a lot of time.
0: But how about, like, people email or maybe people call? You said you answer your own phone. You answer the calls. Like, how does that go on all day long? It, it hasn't been. It,
1: I mean, we're in a different time. Mm-hmm. So I answer emails when they come in because they come in on my phone. Mm-hmm. I don't spe- specifically sit down to answer emails. When they come in, I answer them. When a call comes in, I usually push the call to a text okay. format. And then sometimes I answer it because all the answers are on the website. Like I, I send an automatic automated response to the calls from my phone, and then if people have any questions, and they text them to me, and I either call them back or um, text them back.
0: Advertising? How do you advertise now?
1: Facebook, Instagram. Sometimes okay. I buy ads depending on what it is. Um, I haven't been le- recently.
0: And then how about like I know you said Christie's the website. So, like, how does that work? Like, once you have your monthly schedule developed, do you send it to Christy and she puts it in MindBody? Or how does it work? Or you do the MindBody? I do the MindBody. And I we also have a program that's
1: a connected to MindBody, which I used to do MailChimp, which is the way we used to send emails to our, uh, our clients. And now we integrated a thing called BrandBot, which does the same thing as MindBody, except it has um, more marketing features. So... Um, I do the monthly email to the community and then I just send that to Chrissy and she inputs it into the website. Oh, I use another girl who does design. So my friend Carla does like my flyers, my digital flyers for okay. upcoming events.
0: Anything else to add in that and running? Like, I don't know, like I said, we talked about like, it's kind of like comes in You know, I guess you're handling it as it comes in, the phone calls and the emails, but, like, is there anything else about your day-to-day that looks specific, like, you go into this, you check in, you go actually to the physical location certain certain days, or do you have, like, a set schedule for the week of how you manage, or... Is there anything? I mean, the
1: studio really runs itself when it's okay. open. And now it's online, it's totally running itself. Okay. The teachers just show up 10 minutes before to be on Zoom, so that's okay. an additional expense I have that I didn't have before COVID, um, having Zoom account and having different hosts because we have different classes that happen at the same time. Okay. So, um, But it, it typically runs itself okay. now. And there's a teacher that teaches outside the studio. I I go, now we're closed. I go by every other day to sweep the sidewalk because we have classes outside on the sidewalk. Just keeps me connected. All right, so
0: prior to COVID, how many hours a week do you think you invest in your business, approximately, on average? I was like 40 hours, more than 40 hours. (laughs) I don't know. You know, I don't, I don't, it's just, I don't know. It's just part of your life. It's part of my life. But nothing like an hour, you can't say, Roughly, not not nothing that's coming to mind. I mean, roughly? I don't, I don't
1: know. It could be <laughs> eighty, it could be forty, it could like be ten. Like on the weekends,
0: are you like crazy? No, okay. I don't have that kind
1: of energy. You have
0: like days off? Do you take actually? Days I take off? days off,
1: and then I look at like I but I look at it, and I'm like, do I really need it? If I really need a day off, mm-hmm. I take it. But really, like to teach forty five minute class, that's all I do. Is I don't really need a day off. So sometimes I teach two classes, and sometimes I take the day off. Okay. Like when I go away, if I go visiting someone. Mm-hmm. I don't teach while I'm away.
0: Thanks. All right. So what is your why for owning and directing your studio from opening and even now presently, I'm not sure if it has changed, but what is your why?
1: My why hasn't changed. Um, It's what's keeping me open where other yoga studios around the country are closing every day. Um, the why is to bring, um, a place for people to, to practice, a place for people to heal a place for people to create connection and community and keeping like my, my attention on why is what keeps me paying the rent every month. Right. Even though the studio's closed and I can't use it. One side of the brain is like, well, you're crazy spent paying rent every month. And the other side of the brain is like, well, if I don't pay rent every month, like I don't have a space to go back to when COVID's over. And if, I have to close I will but that's not that's not where my focus is
0: so what are your core values for the studio I, last podcast you mentioned um, three community integrity and making people great is it mainly these three are there set core values we look at it every year as a team and
1: this year we didn't even get a chance to because um, I don't know we kind of jumped into January and then all of a sudden we were closed March 18th um, I would say, yeah, like integrity is really important. Like um, what we say is so like holding ourselves and our community like this um, holding in like even now. So more than ever, like holding people accountable to showing up for their practice, Um, even though they may seem like Zoom isn't that. Like they can get away with a lot more. Like yesterday I was teaching and there was some people were leaving the room, people were changing their TV channels. And I'm like, well, you just gave yourself this hour for practice or 45 minutes for practice, whatever it was, like holding them accountable to stay in it. So integrity is still a value, a core value. And that's part of the community, knowing that they're not alone and someone's got their back. Yeah. Keeping people great. It's the same thing, like leaving people in their greatness, like recognizing what's important to them whatever that is
0: okay thanks so how do you get business so like we talked about marketing you said Facebook and Instagram last podcast we talked about you were maybe planning to find out maybe hire someone to drive people to your Facebook business page and you also maybe sometimes you do ad. but how do you how do you get business what's your what have what has been successful for you you feel to get business
1: word of mouth it's always word of mouth um, because people, I mean, people can only hear from someone else their own experience. So it's part of leaving people um, feeling good about themselves and feeling good about the studio that the studio's clean and that they're seen and heard and they feel comfortable um, practicing there. I mean, Facebook helps, Instagram helps. Um, mostly it's word of mouth other people bringing a friend like so we do we usually do a drive twice a year most of the time it's february and in the summer where people can actually bring their friends in to to check out the studio it's usually bring a friend for free and then they get a discount if they sign up so most of it or if we have yoga on the beach people get to have the experience with us meeting the team or meeting me or whoever's teaching on the beach like getting a an awareness around like how we teach and that could bring them into the studio but it's really more about um hands on like getting to meet people by cold calling people don't work like come mm-hmm. to the yoga studio like you know people have to be invested in what they want to do or at least know about it
0: have you done cold calling um after
1: covid we called people and invited them back invited them to the online classes given free cl- free Coupe, like not a coupon but a free um promo code. Not successful.
0: Well you know what Maria has texted me when she's doing a cooking class mm-hmm. and I feel like it, it's a good you know, sometimes it reminds me, so I feel like maybe some sometimes it can work. Yeah, like the, something the like, people that you know are interested maybe or you know, so Yeah, and that's not something I have the teachers do
1: or mm-hmm. that's not something that I I request that they do. Mm-hmm. And and although I do get the um I do get how that could feel, like getting a reminder, like, hey, I'm teaching this today and I'd love to have you there, especially if it's something that you enjoy, Mm -hmm. like the cooking classes. Mm -hmm. So So. it's nice to hear that.
0: um, (laughs) Yeah, so I feel like it can work. (laughs) Yeah, it can, I guess around certain Mm -hmm. things. Mm -hmm. Yes. So when did your studio become profitable? Did it happen right away? Did it happen after a year or so? Um.
1: We made our initial investment back, that twenty or twenty-five thousand, whatever it was, in like the first six months. Um, and then I opened another studio, and then I opened another studio. So then, it wasn't so as profitable because now it's at the at the beginning of well, at, as of October last year, it was three rents. three rents every month, insurance for three places every month, mind body for three places every month, the teachers in three locations for every month. So um, I had to invest some money into the studio at that time um, to keep it alive and going, especially as I was building the Tottenville location. And then um, I knew I had to let go of the kids' studio, so that happened in October 2019. So that helped save some money. So now, once again, the studio's um, profitable.
0: Okay, good. Amidst, amidst, yeah,
1: things like really challenging times, Mm -hmm. but I have less teachers on the schedule. I'm teaching a lot of the classes.
0: Mm -hmm. And Um, I still donate. I don't know how successful you with that. The donation because of COVID. Is that, has that helped? I mean, it helps with certain things. We
1: raised, you know, a couple of hundred dollars. It's not, it's just, it'll help with the electric bill. It helps with the gas bill. It helps with the rent.
0: What do you think makes your studio business successful? I think that people, when people find a place that,
1: they find their tribe, let's Mm -hmm. say, and there's just something energetically that they know they found like their home, like whether it's from a teacher, whether it's from something that we do for the community, right? like a fundraiser or, or a donation class, there's just something a lot something what we do aligns with some something that people are looking for so whether it's like to come to a place where um, they don't have to talk about politics or they don't have to talk about like they don't have the stress of work or they just feel like that they're they can just move and breathe for 45 minutes or an hour and they're going to leave feeling better about themselves or feeling better about their lives or feeling yeah, like their attention on something that's important to them. That's like putting the focus on others is really what this, I think what the success is. Like giving people the experience that um, they're seen, they're heard, and they're touched, whether, whether it be like a physical touch or touched in their heart.
0: Good. I mean, you definitely touched me. <laughs> touched my heart. <laughs> How profitable is a yoga studio business typically not specifically yours so I'm not trying to say but in like cuz you said a lot of them don't succeed so like how profitable is the business I mean I don't know I think people can make an okay living like how much you say you will walk away with being a sole owner a year I and mean, like and then what does that mean like how many how many classes you going to have to sell a month or... Yeah, I
1: think it's different for everyone. Like, I don't know. I just say as long as my bills are paid, <laughs> and you need
0: a, to make an income, and I have a little bit of
1: extra money. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm I'm okay. Like, it might have friends that make a lot of money a year because they have where their locations are. They have a huge retail business. They have huge teacher trainings, right? So there's some studios that can be super super successful mm-hmm. because of the programming that they offer, um, or they have like a juice bar and they have. They have a juice bar. They have a really great retail business. And then they're doing two or three teacher trainings a year, mm-hmm. if not more.
0: Mm-hmm. So I don't I don't really have that. Okay. So then let's say expenses. So how much do you need to break even a year in expenses? How much are your expenses a year? Or like how much is average? <laughs> I don't have to pinpoint you, but like what can the expenses be? I mean,
1: I don't know. i you know, it's just, there's so many variables there's so many variables because of rent, because of salary, insurance, Can it
0: range from like a hundred thousand to more or less profit. No, no, expenses. Well, expenses on, I 50, mean, my
1: rent alone last year was almost a hundred thousand just oh, okay. rent.
0: That's what I'm saying with the three
1: studios, right? Like, so,
0: how much does it take to break even on expenses?
1: Um. I didn't break even. I had a loss last year.
0: I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so I'm just trying to get an idea of like the expenses of so if somebody was thinking about opening a studio. This is how much it's going to cost a year. You know, to have like a maybe a ballpark figure, like twenty five thousand to open. It's to probably going it to. I mean, I'm just going to say expenses. if like you have a if you have
1: a decent rent. So like three thousand a month rent is going to be. 36000 a year, right, because 10 months is 30 plus another two. So 36000 in rent. Um, I don't know.
0: I know there's employees. I guess it depends on the classes and stuff. But I'm trying to think then, then, okay, so step away from the expenses. But how many classes or how many people need to come to show up? How many people need to show up a month? are you looking for are you looking for like a hundred people registering you know i month? mean i don't
1: run, run my business that way and i okay. know a lot of people do
0: uh, well i'm trying to get to an idea of how much people said if someone's thinking about opening a business yeah like how much it but might if you're take.
1: opening a business in montana or if you're opening business yes. in idaho if you're opening a it's business in might in be New York different. City, it's going to be different mm-hmm. and you know when i first started the studio my rent was 1700 a month now it's 4035 4, okay. nine years in right so like um so it keeps changing
0: but i was trying to get maybe getting a rough idea well then, then then like and then maybe thinking of it number wise as far as how many classes you're looking to people to register a month i or. mean i
1: have more classes than i probably need to have okay good and if i really wanted to crunch numbers and make more money i probably wouldn't have as many classes as i have you know i operate from I operate from like the heart and, and trusting my path. Okay. And, um, we did reduce some of the classes like with the online and that might be what we have to do once October, November rolls around. And I keep, I keep my attention on like running the studio business online, like it was in the studio. And I don't know if it's right or wrong, Mm -hmm. but I just keep looking like I can pay my rent. I can pay my teachers I can pay my utilities. I could pay my Zoom. Right? Like I can pay all the things I have to pay and I have a little bit extra left over.
0: I know these are hard sometimes questions. But I'm like, you know, trying to maybe trying to get as much that's possible. I mean, is it it
1: a business that I think that you're going to make millions of dollars? Maybe if you have your focus on making millions of dollars. Right? Um, And to what degree? Like there's a lot of people that go into the yoga business thinking it's going to be a big money maker. And then it's like the the questions like you're asking, like how many, how many, how much is each mat? Like what is my real estate worth here? Like I have some of my friends now who can open to a certain capacity because of COVID and they can get like eight mats in their studio. So now they're starting to look at those numbers. Like, is it even worth keeping a studio if I need to make to cover the teacher, to -hmm. cover the rent, to cover the lights, to cover the heat? Mm -hmm. what are these eight people like how much how how many times a day do i have to have these eight people and it really is turning into like well i'm gonna have to do on zoom i'm gonna have to keep zoom too i'm gonna have to run a teacher training Mm -hmm. and then it looks into like well if i run a teacher training like do i maybe gonna be able to hire these people like so where's the integrity in that right so there's a lot of like um ifs right now and um i'm happy to have my head above water right now good
0: me too yeah
1: and um I, I was af- af- afraid in the beginning. Like, what's going to happen?
0: I know. I, I mean, this is uncertain times, and I don't. I, you know, that's the whole thing. I can't wait to. This is we're back to normal. I love your business, and, and for people going out of business right now. It's it's sad. And if you had to go out of business, it would be sad. So I'm, I'm glad that. You're, I mean, you're I'd above say if I level. have
1: to go out of business, it would be like the brick and mortar location. I don't know mm-hmm. if I would go out of business. Okay. Right. Okay. Like good. I would keep an online platform, mm-hmm. but right now, mm-hmm. right? Like everything. And, and I've
0: seen a studio do that. Yeah. Yeah. So, but I'm glad, I'm glad, I'm glad it's, you know, you, you're still above water. What keeps you excited about your studio business?
1: Well, you know what keeps me excited now, which is all I can speak to is now is not coming from we used to like we used to do it this way because mm-hmm. there is no there we're in uncharted waters right now mm-hmm. so it keeps me excited into what's possible like like for coming for say october we're doing a meditation challenge and we've never done that before and based on like what's happening in the world pre-election maybe people are needs are going to be a little bit of stillness and calmness so we're introducing a meditation challenge where week one it's five minutes a day and we'll have a a meditation in the morning in the evening every day that people can either log on to as part of a class or just log on to meditate and then week two we'll do 10 minutes week three 15 so at the end of the month you're learning you're not only learning but you're sitting for 20 minutes and then after october's over people can choose like hey like how meditation made them feel and um that it's it's doable that they can meditate five minutes a day to, to get centered to get calm, um, and we pro I, I probably wouldn't have been thinking of a meditation challenge if the studio was open. But I like be, that idea. I'd be thinking about like what we what we do every October, mm-hmm. right? So now it's like huh like how can we keep things fresh? How can we keep people interested in Zooming, especially amidst like Zoom burnout? How can we keep people coming um, even though, like, there's so many other choices? Mm-hmm. And then even looking like, okay, well, what are we going to do moving forward to the end of the year? Without even that the possibility that we could open, because mm-hmm. this can all still happen even if we could open, mm-hmm. and doing a holiday challenge, which we've never done before. We've always done a December 21-day challenge, and this year I'm looking to do Thanksgiving to New Year's Eve. I don't know how many practices in that time frame, like I have to actually count out how many days from Thanksgiving to New Year's Eve. But giving people like a holiday challenge, like to stay focused on their practice amidst what's happening in the world, coming off of a meditation challenge. Mm -hmm. So keeping it fresh. And that's what keeps me excited.
0: That's the... the positive side of this is that you're learning that you could do other things and maybe those new things you're going to continue doing like the cooking classes that i'm taking and stuff like that and even stuff that you're going to decide to start so it it, you know so there is always you know positive in every in every tough situation so that's exciting so how do you protect yourself and your business from liability Say a little bit more. No, so I mean, I mean, I don't know if there's a specific type of insurance, you know, or something, because uh, I don't know if there's personal insurance versus, you know, the studio insurance or, you know.
1: Yeah, so the yoga studio itself has have its own policy, and everyone that teaches on the schedule has to have their own, um, li- uh, not life insurance, yoga teacher <laughs> insurance policy. Okay. So they can't teach without having it, and we had to double check that the insurance policy still covered us for virtual classes.
0: and it does okay good my next question is what's coming up on the agenda plans remaining 2020 year and beyond and you already mentioned the meditation challenge you mentioned maybe the holiday challenge anything else
1: Um, I'm working on creating a hundred hour um like a I don't want to call it a teacher training but a hundred hour development course so um it'll have something to do with teaching asana um so, like I say, intro to teacher training, or like, so I'm looking to have that launch by the end of the year, and also working with a couple of um, uh, some of my friends to create some programming different than what we have already. Right, staying in the spirit of um, the spirit of bringing on some new things. It's like everybody's been doing like a 200-hour teacher training, and it's like, well, what about what do we about start with a hundred hour? Because we can always bring the ex, the second hundred hour. In 2021, mm-hmm. and then yeah. they can file that with Yoga Alliance and sounds have a good. have a teacher tra- have a certificate. Yeah,
0: sounds good. What advice would you give someone interested in, interested in owning their own yoga studio business?
1: <laughs> um, I mean, really, just to make sure that you know what you're getting into. Um, like, it is a business. Like, even though um, the whole aspect of um, being a, a cause for or catalyst for, um, other people to make some shifts and changes in their life. Like it's maybe not necessarily like, like knowing like the, that maybe you're not going to make a million dollars with it and that's okay. Right. Like, um, like really knowing, like getting to your why, Okay. like really having your why is what drive you. Otherwise it's going to be hard to, 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 to maintain and sustain right when things get hard or things get challenging um it's like any i mean like any other business right you, you have to put the time and the effort and the energy and some of my i mean i i mean i probably could hire people and managers and then that dips into like my 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 profit and though like i'll sometimes like farm out some stuff to people like on an hourly basis if I need help with something, but in general, um, yeah, just have, I, I would say having like a, a at least six months of money behind you to cover all the rent and the bills. Um, I, I opened my studio with another business backing me. So I didn't really have, um, the worries or concerns of having it to be profitable right away because I was, I had a whole nother business sign permit expediting. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 And like, yeah, it's like, don't let anything stomp on your dreams. Like if you really want to do something, whether it's opening a yoga studio or a Pilates studio or, um, health and wellness coaching, like letting, letting your heart guide you to what it is that you want to do with, without like the concerns, like it has to be profitable right away or that it, like that you can, yeah, you just, you can make enough money to survive, to live. And let it like unfold naturally.
0: But yeah, so I'm saying if somebody says I want to do this f- full time, how would they? How do you say they, they're going to succeed?
1: Determination, uh, commitment, putting others first, like putting, um, putting the community first. Like, that was like a, another mistake I made in the beginning, like having my schedule around what other yoga studios were doing rather than what my community was. Okay. What my community needed, and it took some time to to discover, like, huh, eight forty five works here, or nine o'clock works here, but some for someone else, like down the road, or someone ten miles away, or five miles away, fifteen or twenty minutes makes a big difference, because like whatever traffic, schools, right? Like mm-hmm. even what with the COVID, I had to make some adjustments.
0: But how did you become how did you become aware of that? How did you become aware of that what were the problems were? Making mistakes. No, like how did you find out that oh just changing it fifteen minutes, it's gonna work? Like how did you find that out? Like asking them like or? Listening. People give okay. you feedback all the okay. time.
1: And is, are you listening? Right. Like when people said I would really like a 6am class and like, oh my gosh, like who's going to go to 6am classes. And then you put a 6am class and you have like a steady group of like 10 or 15 people that come every day. And you, I wouldn't even know it because I was the first yoga student on Staten Island to offer a 6am class. Because mm-hmm. it took listening to the community. Like I might not want to practice at 6am. But there's p- plenty of people out there that do. And even now on Zoom, we have 6.15 two days a week. We have 7 a.m. three days a week. Mm-hmm. And people are committed to showing up because that's the time that they can commit to their practice. So it's really like, yeah, it's really listening. And yes, making willing to make mistakes mm-hmm. and, and willing to fail and not making not letting it take you out, right? Because there's been pl- plenty of things I would say, oh my gosh, that so didn't work. And that was like, just it failed. And Making it failed rather than I failed, and getting back up and going again, trying something new.
0: Are you where you want to be with your studio?
1: Yeah, I'm okay. good. All right, good. I'm good. Getting right, we're celebrating ten years in 2021. I so, That's um, amazing. Really want to do something big for the ten year anniversary. Mm. I don't know what it is. I don't know if we'll be in the studio even.
0: Mm, I hope so. <laughs> I hope so.
1: And um. Yeah, something big for 2021.
0: Okay, good. That's exciting. So anything else you would like to say or add? This is your thing. If anything I'm missing, you know, maybe something we didn't cover or something you just want to add about it.
1: I mean, I would just, you know, let people know, like, to not let things stop you, But right? If it's really in your heart to do something that you really want to do, like, I pushed I pushed opening a studio down, like, for, like, a year. Out of fear, I'm not ready. I got another business, like all these excuses. But really, like in here, like my heart is knowing, like that it it saved my life and it gave me access to some a whole nother life that I didn't know was it possible, or a whole another side of myself that I didn't even know about. Um, and in the end, like, and then in the end, it's like you know how selfish I was for that year, not listening, um, letting fear win or letting, letting the worry win. Like, how am I going to do it? Um, so I would say like, yeah, like if it's, whether it's a yoga studio, whether it's a juice bar, whether it's, um, a recording studio, (laughs) like whatever it is, like if, if, if it's in your heart, like to trust that rather than let the fear, the worry, the how to, right. uh, my teacher Baron Baptiste always says like, um, if you don't know how, right, the answer to how is now, and the answer to how is yes. So if you let your yes like ground you in the now, like getting your feet in action, getting your awareness in action, like to be in the now, and then you'll just know how.
0: Awesome, thank you so much. Thanks. This is perfect. I'm glad. Uh, you are amazing. Thank you so much for doing this podcast with me today. You and your studio have been a blessing in my life. And I love you. I love you too. Aw, thank you. (laughs) And this concludes our podcast. Have a great day, everyone. And I hope you enjoy this.